Welcome back to the podcast. Today we've got a solo episode with myself, yours truly, and I'm going to cover through five reasons why weight loss stalls and essentially what you can do about it. Very often, I think it's firstly important to say that plateaus will happen and periods of being stalled will happen and is expected and is never actually a bad thing because everything works until it doesn't. So what got you to here will be different to what gets you further. It's very important to recognize that. So we're going to dive straight into this one. This is going to be one that's going to be full of value. If you have found it useful, what I'm waiting for you to do is drop me words on Instagram with the words weight loss. I'm going to send you a free training that's going to help you assist in terms of things you mentioned in terms of this and really put this into implementation rather than just taking in the information. And I'm going to help you hit the ground running. So drop me your words on the Instagram and DM. Just let me know weight loss. Tell me you came from the podcast. I'll send you something for free. And uh, we can obviously action this and allow you to get a jaw-dropping transformation in 2023. So firstly, when it comes to why weight loss stalls, one of the biggest things I tend to find as a coach, having coached hundreds of professionals over the years, is complacency. You stop doing what worked initially and you start adding in more things and start making it more complex, which is quite easy to do. Complacency happens where you hit a goal, you hit a number, you get a little bit of results, you get comfortable, but you're not done yet. So like the the kind of the phrase I like to describe when it comes to this is you get comfortably uncomfortable. You're comfortable, but you're uncomfortable as well at the same time. You're in that position where you're like, there's more to do, but I'm quite comfortable with the fact that I'm actually here right now but there's still more to do. And you get complacent and you stop doing what works. And essentially now you may start off, you may be dropping like, let's say one to 1.5% of your body weight per week, which is exactly where you want to go for when it comes to getting leaner and achieving fat loss. And you keep, you keep dropping the first few weeks. However, it hits the place where you start getting complacent and you start, stop doing the things that's worked initially where that's tracking errors. Let's say initially you weigh everything using a kitchen scale. You get meticulous in terms of everything you're tracking in terms of the MyFitnessPal. You put everything on the app the night before rather than at the end of the day because you're not going to be more planning ahead. You're more dialed in in terms of routine. Training intensity is locked in. So those things that were you worked initially and that initial burst of momentum, that got you the initial burst results, but you stop doing that because you get complacent. So you stop doing what worked initially and you start focusing energy elsewhere or you start decreasing your efforts. And this is like a, I have like a rule with clients and this is something that I see within the industry is, is a 10 kilogram mark for most people with the first, to drop the first 10 kg and they're like, oh, I'm done now. But then they really get to the next level. Some people need to drop more to actually really build up that aesthetic physique we're after. And it's like a 10 kilogram rule. People drop 10 kilograms and like, oh, you know, 10 kilograms is a big number. We kind of, we know there's more to do, but we're quite comfortable. Eh? And then coming back to that phrase, you get uncomfortably, you get comfortably uncomfortable is what happens here. So firstly, complacency, you stop doing what's worked and what got you here, you stop doing that and you start adding more things in, you start tweaking the process even though it was working the whole entire time. Second thing is, a lot of times this is very, 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 very common and I see it mostly, I wouldn't even see mostly men versus females to be fair. It's the whole camp of, I mean, I'm only eating 1,200 calories, I'm not losing weight. Uh, As a guy, I'm eating 1,500 calories, I'm not losing weight. Here's the thing with that. Anyone will lose weight on 1,200 calories. And as a guy, being on 1,500 calories is super low. So very much now when someone says, oh, I'm eating 1,500 calories and 90 kilograms, you're not eating 1,500 calories, otherwise you would be dropping kilograms every single week. It's normally a case of you're 
underreporting calories, whether that's knowingly or unknowingly. Knowingly, what I mean is you may be sticking to this calorie number three to four days of the week. Then the other half of the week, you're in the 3000s, the 2500, much higher. And then your average calories for the week is much higher. So you may be saying you're doing 1500, but you're only sometimes doing 1500, but your weekly average because inconsistency is much higher. Unknowingly under tracking is a case of you're using Fitness Pal, NutriCheck, any calorie tracking app, but the accuracy of your tracking, you may be tracking X on paper, but very much so that number is far away from the truth. So like an easy example to really find it out is essentially go for minimally processed foods, similar routine in terms of food day to day and hit those numbers with, you know, almost whole ingredient foods. And I can guarantee that if you do that with whole ingredient foods, you'll realize, oh, it's a tracking accuracy. So like normally speaking, when, when people start using MyFitnessPal, NutriTrack, there's a lot of error within the app in terms of tracking. So you may track this food, but because MyFitnessPal is a database where you can create your own foods and everyone can put in their own foods, your numbers can be far off from the actual truth itself. So generally speaking, it comes up to the angle of you track 1800 on paper, but in fact, your body intakes more because of tracking errors. So that's going to be the second thing. So knowingly, you're saying you're on X amount of calories, but you're only sometimes on that. Two, unknowingly, you're under tracking because you're not accurate in terms of the measurements. You're not, the numbers are lying in terms of the, on the app. And there's a lot of uh, inaccuracies with the numbers in terms of tracking. So double checking that. Bit of a solution. What I tend to recommend is always go for whole ingredient foods the rice, the chicken, the veg, salmon, whole meats, so on and so forth. Things that are essentially ingredients themselves rather than have multiple ingredients. And try go for those foods. They're much easier to track. Double check entries using different apps if you have to. I'll just kind of make into a meal plan. Um, and I've also, and again, I'm also going to show you how you can do this. Then what you want to do from there is essentially like kind of like do that for a few days. And if the numbers are working right, you're like, I'm dropping weight. Then what happened is you are now consistent with the right numbers. Previously, you were under reporting and you were actually tracking 1800 calories, but you were 2800 far off. So that's the third thing. So that's the second thing. Third thing is metabolic adaptation. This is going to happen for every single person when they are doing something. So it's that place where your metabolism is adaptive. Meaning if you are on 1500 calories for a very long time and you're losing weight you can't expect to be 1500 calories forever and continue to lose weight otherwise you'd just be sticking bones in the best uh, way to describe it so what happens is your body starts to adapt whether that's it drops the calories burned through digestion it starts to effectively use more calories, less calories in terms of fidgeting you tend to move less tend to speak slower your body starts to adapt to a place where Overall, you you burn less calories day to day. So that's called essentially metabolic adaptation, meaning that essentially right now you may be in a deficit of 1,500 calories. Over time, if you stay there for long enough, it becomes your new maintenance. So you start moving less, start fidgeting less, speaking slower. Your digestion tends to be a little bit different. And the things that your body requires energy from, it just tends to drop those because essentially that is going to be focusing on how can I survive and maintain where I'm at. So you may be on X amount of calories for far too long, which means you're, you're adapted to those calories. And now your body's essentially built that deficit calories into a new maintenance. And that's very commonly seen. So how to offset that 
is you can do the whole thing where you eat less and move more, but that only works so long. You may need to go for a diet break to bring your metabolism back up to a good level, but you spend some time at a new maintenance, let your body actually offset the adaptation. From there, what's going to happen is your body's going to get used to eating more food. Let's say you have 1,500 calories, you might bring yourself back to 2,200. You maintain there, then you can bring yourself down to 1,700 calories. And then essentially, you just diet to no more food and it's much easier because you're no longer metabolically adapted. It isn't necessarily a bad thing either because it's going to happen. The property of your metabolism is that it's adaptive, meaning if you stay there for long enough, you pull your calories down, your metabolism goes down. You pull your calories up, your metabolism goes up. This is why you see a lot of um, people that can eat a lot of food and still maintain their physique because their metabolism has upregulated. Or same way now, some people may be dieting for so long, they have to diet on super low calories, so the metabolism is downregulated. So your metabolism goes where your calories go. If you spend too much time in a chronic deficit, your metabolism can be downregulated. Otherwise, if you're in a place where you reverse diet and you bring your calories up, go into a muscle building phase and you do that slowly through proper reverse dieting, you're going to be in that place where you can eat a lot of food and get lean and build muscle. It's quite a good place to be. Fourth one is consistency drops. Coming up, this kind of ties into the first one. What got you here will be different to what gets you further ahead. And very much now, some people tend to be more consistent at the start and then they get to a place where they're uncomfortably comfortable. Comfortably uncomfortable is always a, a bit of a twist getting those two words right. So like you get complacent and your consistency drops, meaning essentially you start letting yourself off a little bit, you know, the extra meal out here over here, you start um, eyeballing portion sizes, you start to miss out on a few steps, it's like, oh, there's only a few extra thousands, um, or there's only a few extra hundred calories, or there's a few extra here. And it's like that whole one more hurt mentality and it's like, oh, you let yourself off quite easily. Consistency drops. But here's the thing with that. One won't ever hurt, but that mentality will. What I mean by that is essentially if you're in that place now, but you keep letting yourself off, in the moment, does that really matter? Not so much. But if that becomes a habit where you keep letting yourself off overall again and again and again, you're like, oh, it doesn't matter. I've had a, bad, I've had a big day. Um, I, I deserve this. Or so you start using a language that allows you to really talk yourself out of action and consistency drops. You get to that place now where essentially you get complacent, that one more hurt mentality becomes into a habit and you start letting yourself off. And then essentially in that place now where results aren't happening and it's because you let consistency drop. So that's usually something I tend to see. So like initially someone might be very meticulous, but we were very much see. Then over time they start you know, let them slide a little bit and what got them here, they stop doing those things. But also now they need to realize um, consistency wins the race. And this isn't me saying within your body transformation, you need to be 100% consistent. You need to be, sorry, 100% perfect. You need to be consistent and consistent is 80% consistency 100% of the time. So like, these are going to be good and bad days. These are going to be places where you got over calories, you indulge, you uh, miss out on a training session in there. And in the moment, if it's like a one-off here and there, it doesn't necessarily matter, but you can't build that into a habit. Um, the people that have guilt with falling off, those are the people that never get anywhere within the body transformation or in life, really, you can say it to be fair. Because this all comes back to the conversation, there's losers and there's learners. 
And it's really how you respond to falling off. If there's guilt associated with that, you're going to go into the loser's camp. If you look at it as a learning opportunity, you can go into learners. And essentially, that's the total opposite to who a loser really is. So losers versus learners in this scenario. And it's a case of not necessarily that you have to be completely perfect, but you have to be consistent. And if consistency drops, then results stop happening. And this is essentially the secret to the results you're after. Finally, you've actually already achieved your goal. This is something that's almost a big conversation. Like weight loss is never the goal for anyone. It's always a feel, a look, something more, much bigger than weight loss itself. So very much now, let's say you're, you're male, you're a female, you want to drop 10 kilograms and you drop five and you're like, actually, this feels good. And you've already achieved your goal. And that number was just almost like a, you overlooked what that number meant. So like you thought dropping 10 kilograms would make you feel like X. But dropping 5 kilograms actually helped you feel like the X already. So you've already achieved your goal, which is why in this place now, weight loss stores, again, because of consistency, but also because you've already achieved your goal there. So like let's say, for example, now it's someone that just wants to get a flat stomach, but they say they want to drop 20 kilograms. But then they get a flat stomach after dropping 10 they're like, oh, I've actually achieved my goal now. The weight loss is actually irrelevant. I'm actually not as driven. So now your goal is different now. So weight loss may stall because your goal is no longer weight loss. And I see this very much as well. It's like you hit your goal before you hit your goal. And it's like once you really see this, which I know you'll see now because you really listen to this podcast and you're taking it in, there's a good little recognition. It's like you've already achieved your goal, which is why you've actually hit it. It's stored because you no longer want to go further. It's no argument in that either, but you've done. And now your goal is different. There's still going to be a goal afterwards, whether that's maintaining on more calories, whether that's building your performance up, building the muscle, keeping the body fat low, or X, Y, and Z, sports-specific, training-specific, marathons. Something that's going to add more value through physical achievement. But very much now, you're in that place, you've already achieved your goal, you thought your goal was a scale, but in fact, it's a feel, a look, at outcome, you've already achieved that outcome, even though the scale isn't um, the exact number you thought it would be. So very much now, you're actually further um, ahead. Because think of it now, the scale is a number. If you Google, what does a 75 kilogram male look like, a 5 foot 9? There's so many different bodies. So literally, this is why the scale generally doesn't matter. So like, if you set a goal that's just only going to weight loss, you're playing the wrong goal. You're really looking at what's the actual goal itself in terms of how, what's the outcome, in terms of look, feel, lifestyle, the, the lifestyle you want to be living, the habits you want to be adopting, the energy you want to feel, and the performance you want to be um, living up to on a day to day. Those are the things. So that's essentially the five reasons uh, why weight loss stalls and what to do when weight loss stalls overall. A bit of recognition to that. Now, if you have found this useful, if you drop me the words on Instagram through a DM, just so I know you came from the podcast, drop me the words weight loss. I want to send you a quick 10 minute training that's going to almost assist you with this, going through a bit of a formula in terms of really how to implement some of the knowledge and especially really push through the first four reasons why weight loss stalls. So drop me a DM on Instagram. Thank you very much for listening to the podcast. Hope you find it valuable and see you next week.